Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, my friends, and welcome, of course, to the final Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast of the week. And we kick off today's show, podcast, call it what you will, with the Europa League, of course, where Arsenal lost to Villarreal out in Spain, and Manchester United won against Roma at Old Trafford. Both games were live on the TalkSport Network, and this was the reaction, of course, on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Manchester United 6, Roma 2... And United will be in the 2021 Europa League final. I thought we played some good stuff in the first half as well, but we forgot that you have to run back as well, and you have to run back quick. In the second half, we did that part better, and of course that creates more opportunities to uh, to attack. We're a year older, more experienced. Of course, we, we picked a quite experienced team today to handle setbacks, and uh, they did. It's amazing how he's benefited from his own failure by not qualifying in the Champions League. So he's actually... Oh, no, it's true again, though, isn't it? No, it's, done, it's done him a favour, isn't it? Bitter. No, no, this is true. It's done him a favour, so the, the pressure is different, well, the, the competition is different. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I and, mean, you could argue that the, had United stayed in the Champions League, with the momentum that Oli's yeah, building there, yeah. we might be in the, in the semi-final. There's a, there's a very good chance, but probably not. We don't. Pro- we will prob- never know. We will never know, but you didn't get out of the group. The fact that he failed actually has done him a favour. That was like a game of FIFA, and at half-time, someone's changed the settings. Honestly, <laughs> it was just bizarre. No defensive structure from either side. No. You know, Manchester United won 6-2, but they could have conceded, you know, three or four themselves. Bruno Fernandes rolling it into the path of Cavani, who just leant back, opened up the body, and fired it into the top right-hand corner. He knows my feelings. He knows uh, that I'd love to have him uh, for another year. We have spoken about it. I understand this uh, This year has been very difficult, but I've promised him that Old Trafford and Manchester is a different place with uh, with our fans in the stadium. He must try to um, to get that feeling to be on, on our side. Manchester is a fantastic place to live. I'm, uh, I'm doing my best. First blood to Unai Emery against his old club, but Arsenal very much still in the tie. Villarreal 2, Arsenal 1. We didn't give ourselves the chance even to to get set in the final set to do what we wanted to do because we weren't precise on the ball as well so overall it was um, not the best we started the second half with the same players in a completely different way we play with three strikers sometimes and we didn't score any goals many times in the season so um, it's a decision that I made I think Arteta is a fake Guardiola who else is going to play a game like this semi-final level 
without a striker. Mm. You know, who's going to even when you've got two strikers sitting on the bench? You know, it's like a retirement club. Like everyone says, you come out there just to get a top wage. Now, you know, you know, you can get a good transfer fee out of it. You know, good, good, good weekly wage. Doesn't matter what you do. It's just crazy, mate. You know, they're more worried about social media rather than doing stuff on the pitch. When the team was announced, it was a head scratcher. The boys and driver trying to work out exactly what it was. I mean, we can see what it was, but where he was coming from and managers' decisions like that. If it doesn't work, you're open to criticism. You know, you are. And uh, some of the players, I mean, you mentioned some of the players that, that we've just seen some of them come back from injury. Maybe there's 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 a fitness issues there. Martinelli not to come on earlier. Aubameyang's becoming a bit of an issue. He's not starting him. No. He's not their highest paid player at the club. They are out of jail, Arsenal. When you're reading the news all day that Arteta's got players back from injury and then you see the team that he's put out. I mean, Unai Emery must have been rubbing his hands when he saw Granit Xhaka was at left back. How can you go into a Europa League semi-final and not but I will give him credit. He made one substitution, didn't he, where I thought he was going to put Saka to left back and put Xhaka into midfield. But he decided to play Smith Rowe alongside Thomas Partey and he stayed positive and they stayed on the front foot and, and because of that they got themselves back into the game. Here he is, Saka, in the penalty area. Goes down under a challenge from Pedraza and this time the referee says penalty. Ultimately it was Saka that won the penalty as well, that he got absolutely right. Emery tonight. That's a manager. How brave was that team? They were attacking in four seconds. They were in area. They are so brave playing out from the back. He's got to go. So I don't think Emery did a worse job than this guy. This guy is worse than Emery. We were about to finish in our worst position since Stuart Houston. We finished 12th a couple of years before Wenger came in. And staying with Arsenal, the Spotify owner, Daniel Ek, 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 however you pronounce that, is set to make a compelling offer for the Gunners. Stan Kroenke said the club is not for sale and the former Crystal Palace chairman, Simon Jordan, Katie Price's ex-husband, has said that he fully expects the takeover bid to fall through. The awareness of him as an individual has accelerated tenfold over the last week, right? and he's chosen to stoke that fire. There's a yeah. lack of dignity in that to some extent. He can make an offer to Stan Kroenke without necessarily... Stan Kroenke is not going to buckle to public pressure. If you think Stan Kroenke is going to take a billion less because X amount of fans in London are screaming at him, then you're, then you're, then you're, you know, you're, you're dafter than you look. The reality of it is, is that he is only going to take one deal, which is the deal that he's prepared to take. If he's a media guy, the one thing he's going to use is the media. And it's yeah. interesting to say it's a long game. He can't lose because he's always got this dark force. The Darth Vader of English football, Stan Kroenke, that's going to sit there, say nothing, breathe heavily every now and again. <laughs> send his son out, Luke, not in this case Luke Skywalker, but Josh Cronkey, to do his dirty <laughs> deeds for him. So with the greatest win in the world, I think it's an interesting play. I just can't see it. I, I just don't think it's a play that happens. And not at 1.8 billion, which is what he's currently offering. And the only thing that's compelling, I'll tell you what compelling is, when Stan Cronkey tells you it's compelling, not when someone that wants to buy the football club tells you it's compelling. Now, in the last episode of the podcast, you may recall Adrian Durham said this about Harry Kane wanting to leave Spurs. He's done this in a very measured way, in a way that's kind of respectful towards Spurs and their fans. He's given all he possibly can to that football club. So, who could blame Kane for wanting to leave Tottenham? Well, let's hear from some former Spurs players. We'll hear from Alan Brazil. Yes, he did. Jamie O'Hara. Yeah, he did as well, actually. But first, this is David Ginola, or David Ginola, or David Ginola, or David Ginola. Anyway, he thinks Harry Kane should leave as long as it's not for another London club. 
I think he's looking at his career now. The last few years have been good for him, but not really for the club, even if they play a final of the Champions League. And I'm pretty sure that now he, he wants to play for, for a team who will, who will challenge any title uh, in any countries. Imagine Song's agent will get you a fortune, son. Know, you don't want to be playing without Harry there. Where do you want to go? You know, I can just see the team being ripped apart. I'm not no. saying he should stay at Spurs. <clears throat> you know, I think his heart it will always be with Tottenham Hotspur. You know, if he wants to go and lift trophies and, and sample European glory, then he, he will have to move on. He will. It'll be a, a great shame for the Spurs fans who adore him. Emmerich Laporte beyond Hugo Lloris and Manchester City are going to continue their love affair with the Carabao Cup. Watching that final the other day, we were miles off it. We're miles away from winning a trophy with, with Spurs. So, you know, I just can't see us really um, competing at the level that he wants to be and where he's playing at. So you have to let him go. You have to I let him to go. I to say it's the perfect age to get a move. This is his big move. This is the one move where you can say, right, he can go for a lot of money and Spurs will get a lot of money for him and he gets the big move that he needs. And um, I'd love to see him go and play for Real Madrid. Madrid. You know, I'd love to see it. I'd love it. I'd watch it. See him out there. I think he'd do great. But I just think he will be at a Manchester club. What I really want to see is what Pep does with Kane. Because Harry Kane's the ultimate pro, isn't he? And he will listen to the manager. He'll listen to Pep. If he goes to Man City, listen to him and do exactly what he's instructed to do and do it very well. So that could be... I mean, they're an ideal match, aren't they? And last night, it kind of... It made me think, when the ball, when that ball from Walker came across and there's nobody there, I was thinking, OK, would, would, a, would a striker be there? Would a Harry Kane be there? He might probably be there. That's that, And that makes a bit of a difference. If those lucky goals don't go in, then that is where the game could be won or lost. And Harry Kane makes it five for Tottenham Hotspur. When you play for Spurs, it's a London club. Uh, you're not going to Arsenal. You're not going to uh, other clubs. Uh, but having said that, football is a different world now, and mm. players' decisions are are completely uh, unexpected. Now, the Fulham manager Scotty Parker has been speaking to the media ahead of his side's game against Chelsea tomorrow, part of Game Day in West London. Come on, the Fulham. A game, of course, which is live on TalkSport from 5pm. Now, Parker, or Nosy to his mates, has conceded that Fulham will probably have to win all their remaining games, starting with this match at Stamford Bridge. Focus this week's been to just go and try and win the game. We want to try and win the game. We need to win the game. Not getting a result of the weekend obviously puts a heap, heap load of pressure on us. But even in saying that, after that, the fixtures, what we have, then of course the challenge is we're going to have to win near on all of them. Can we do it? Yeah, I, feel, I still think we can. I understand that that bar slowly getting lower, but at this moment in time, I believe we can. And I'm looking at Scott Parker, who's dejected with his head down, pacing in his technical area. Main focus now is let's try and win games. Let's try and keep keep improving, keep playing well, and hope that maybe we can get we can get some results and turn these little tiny ones. You know, you look at it. Last two games, really, on another day, you've hopefully come out with four points. I know we've not, and I reiterate that. I, I understand that, and I, and I get that. Um, instead, we've come out with one. But, yeah, we have to keep going. Now, the chairman of Matchroom Sport, the new chairman as well, by the way, Eddie Hearn, joined Sam Matterface and Simon Jordan ahead of Joseph Parker v Derek Chisora. And when asked about promoter Bob Arum, saying he's not heard from Hearn about the Anthony Joshua fight for a week, Eddie didn't hold back. We're on the verge. We have an agreement. We have a signed contract. 
between both fighters. We have a site agreement that's been accepted and a site proposal. And now we put it in a long form agreement and you get an announcement next week. But I don't know whether Bob's like sort of on the wind up trying to put the pressure on him. He's 90 years old. So you have to, you know, yeah, you've got to respect him. But I messaged him last night and I with, with the quote that I saw, I said, what is this all about? He sort of come, well, you know, it's got to move quicker. I said, no, I'm moving as fast as I can, but it's, it's all been left to me, basically. The whole thing. You know, everyone's just sitting there saying, well, Eddie's got to hurry up. Eddie's got to do this. We're supposed to be co-promoters in this fight. I'm the only one that's been out traipsing around the world to make sure we get this fight happen. And I promise you, this fight will happen. I'll make sure this fight happens. And Eddie's frustration regarding the delay to Fury Joshua was evident, but he said he expects an announcement to finally be made next week for the 15th time. I think if we're not done by the end of next week, then, you know, we do have a problem. I believe you'll get an announcement next week. I do. This morning, we receive another draft back from, from the site. This is a major, major commercial deal. You're talking about major legal companies that are across these drafts. You know, it goes back, then it has to go to about three or four different parties from Tyson Fury's side. And then it goes to our side, AJ's side. Then it goes to the site agreement, you know, the government. It, it's not something that's turned around in a few days. So we're right across it. We can't do any more. And I'm a one-man army going out to make this fight. Like I said, no, no help from them. All they do is criticise sitting in his gaff in Beverly Hills, Bob Arum, you know, moaning. Get off your backside and do something about it yourself. No, I'll tell you what, leave it to Eddie. All right, well, if you're going to leave it to me, be quiet and wait for the contract to come in. It's on. Everybody's agreed that this fight is happening. This six foot eight, heavyweight, destined to become a great, trains in his own way, even seven times a day. And I cannot wait because Tyson Fury is going to get knocked out by Anthony Joshua. And I'm going to really enjoy it as well. And today we're boxing, well, sort of, you might recall in the last episode, myself and Jay, the fun boy, Jason Cundy, the duck lover, that's him. We talked about talk sport presenters taking on each other in a night of boxing. I'm, of course, looking forward to Max Rushton taking on Johnny Nelson. Anyway, on breakfast, Jamie O'Hara revealed which fight reminds him of Alan Brazil. I'm guessing it's not Tyson Fury. Probably more like Butterbean. See you in a little exhibition match, Brazil. <laughs> yeah, a little boxing. They never got offered that. No, oh, not no, not no. And then in the day, in the day, you know, you're like Andy Ruiz. In the day, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a world champion, wasn't he? <laughs> Hey. You know, I could see you with a you know, little, little short arms and short legs. Don't worry about that. I'd get inside. Wallop. Yeah, I think you'd do all right. I would I do mean, all right. Don't worry. It's like one of the toy boxes. You know you wind them up. You know you wind them up. They come into the ring. They start throwing punches. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. He needed cannons to knock his head off, that's for sure. I went in one of the hardest schools in Glasgow, let me tell you. There was more than my form than was your whole school, Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Let me tell you about some football coming to your way. Part of game day. It all kicks off at half past 12. Live and exclusive to TalkSport. You can hear Palace against Man City. Then at half past two on TalkSport, it's game day live with Adrian Durham. More exclusive national radio commentary on TalkSport continues at half past five as Chelsea take on Fulham. And we round off the day of live exclusive football on TalkSport at 8pm as Everton take on Aston Villa. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm back on Drive today from 4pm alongside Tracy Neville. 
Yeah, that's right, the sister of Gary and Philippe. So make sure you join me for that one at four. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks Ball Daily podcasts out first thing Monday morning, so do what you've got to do. Until then, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.